you can get it done quick, you can get it done cheap, or you can get it done well, you know, but you you can't get all three. So at some point then you gotta pick your poison. Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof Team. My name is Nelson Fernandez, your host, and we're joined by one of our managers here at the Green Roof Team, Tanner Clark. How are you today, Tanner? I'm doing well. It was a little chilly today, but warmer than yesterday. Yeah, I know the snow is going to come in pretty hard coming up soon as we're approaching winter. Mm. Yeah. So kicking today's episode off, for everyone out there listening, we're pulling a topic from an amazing book, The Entrepreneur of Mind, written by Kevin Johnson. Today's topic is covering act in spite of how you feel. So Tanner, I want to kick off as a quote. It comes from a 20th century philosopher, Vernon Howard, and it goes along the lines of, a clear understanding of negative emotions dismisses them. Does this ring any bells for you, make you think of anything specific? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that quote is that it really drives home the importance of paying attention to our negative emotions first and foremost. I think a lot of us by nature and by habit wants to really discard and ignore our negative emotions because we like to act that, you know, there aren't issues or everything's fine. You just got to like power through or whatever, but it's important to, to acknowledge them and to ask the question why, you know, try and get to the root cause of why am I feeling these negative emotions? Because most of the time I would say it's your body trying to tell you something, you know, um, sometimes it's more like, you know, our, our monkey brain, as you will, um, telling us to, to avoid stress, you know, like run away from the tiger or whatever. So, you know, of course that's not always appropriate for, our modern civilization, you know, sometimes we experience stresses and those are okay. We're not in immediate danger, but we still need to acknowledge that before, like the quote says, we can dismiss it. And sometimes there are actual legitimate causes for negative emotion, in which case we should address those causes, right? We should do something to eliminate them, solve them, so that then we can carry on. So often, they're important, and I don't think you ever just want to ignore them. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> like when you said um, the word monkey, made me think about something more um, primal. Think back back when there were like cave people and um, the sapiens. Mm -hmm. That he had survival. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, way back when, when we weren't necessarily at the top of the food chain, right? Um, the individuals who didn't respond immediately to those, to those stresses and to those causes of stress, you know, they, they didn't last. So they definitely, it serves your purpose not to think about things, but especially in this day and age, that's often not the case. You know, we don't just want to react blindly or act 
based solely upon our emotions. We want to first analyze and then act. Then we can dismiss the emotion. Yeah, similar to, I'd say, like, how do you overcome overthinking? Like in the past, overthinking was a good survival method, but now, as you're saying, being able to take that step back, think about what's going on and finding the best way can help overcome these, I'd say, emotional-driven decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, we never want to get caught in analysis paralysis either. So um, thinking all the time, thinking much, much too thoroughly, but then never actually acting based on anything. That's that's one of um, my frequent things that I need to pay attention to is to know when no- enough is enough. There's been enough research. There's been enough thinking. I'm confident enough in my decisions because... You know, we don't want to act based without thinking, but we can't know everything either. We're going to make mistakes and that's okay, but you just keep going and you learn. Sort of like the the last episode we were talking about, um, failure and and learning from from those lessons. So it's it's a large balance um, in many of those respects. It actually kind of... Tying together the analysis paralysis and negative emotions, specifically fear, it kind of reminds me of you know your your fight or flight response, but you know there's at least a third response to that, and that's just to to stiffen up like a board, you know, and to freeze there, and that that's a survival tactic as well, because I believe like predators and big cats, for example they don't always chase if you if you're still their their instinct won't kick in right um you even think about like your your house cat or whatever it's playing with the toy that like you're jiggling around um first and foremost so it's it's the motion that excites so sometimes it is a survival instinct to to freeze there and to not move but you know that can translate today into you know failing to act when when there's anxiety which often isn't what you want to do you want to be able to process so it's just being aware of these things your your body may instinctually or or habitually do so that then you can you can take actions to to mitigate those responses awesome sauce so going in more of a engineering-driven conversation, taking what we've been talking about and thinking about your experience with the blade kit and more of the material side, mm. do you see or experience at times, especially being a new subject, relatively how to move forward and how to develop that scope? Yeah, yeah. So especially regarding materials, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of engineering materials. So how do you sort through them all you know i know both you and i took at least one class on on materials selection but that really just you know is the tip of the iceberg right you're you're barely scratching the surface there um people will spend an entire career building up experience and knowledge within like fields and subfields of materials types of materials different applications for them right so when do you know enough to act 
and, and actually, you know, let the rubber hit the road. I would say, especially regarding materials and regarding a lot of engineering design choices, you really just can't beat testing and and doing it yourself and just trying it and seeing what happens. Because um, you can research stuff for as long as you want, right? But you still just won't learn as much until you do it yourself and you do it physically or with a really, really good model. But, you know, especially with materials, um, just working with the materials gives you a, a much deeper understanding. So then that becomes the question of, okay, do I have the time and do I have the money and resources to test all these things? Right. So thinking about, you know, when, when do I act? How soon is too soon? Um, you definitely have to consider cost in mind. I don't think there's a one size fits all sort of thing. So for the blade kit and for trying those and trying things out, you know, I think initially I was I was pretty hesitant. Um, we were talking about carbon fiber, right? Because it's it's pretty much it, it's a popular, it's a hype material. You think it's going to be expensive. Um, and then I was looking into it and it really wasn't ridiculous, you know, um, what, what we were getting for, for that price. And we had the means to get it. So at that point, it's like, okay, we don't need to be super stingy with this material. So let's, let's just buy it and go for it. You know, there's, there's no point wasting time when when we can just spend some money um yeah you you can never you can never forget about the the importance that is your time because that's a limited resource you can make more money you can't make more time right um so buying things to save time like buying materials and, and running those tests that can definitely be worth it so I, I would bear those things in mind um, whenever you're deciding between like researching, preparing more or just going for it. What are the consequences of failure? You know, because if there's no harm, there's no foul. <clears throat> and that actually makes me think the way that you said time, resources, money makes you think about a mechanic um, and his story is I, I was listening to a thing the other week. And for him, someone came in with a car and they actually had a couple of repairs on it. So they're asking about like, oh, how much do you think it would cost? How much, how long do you think it's going to take? And essentially his thinking was, okay, if you want it done fast and cheap, might not be the best job. But if you want it done really well and put in a, um, a good amount of materials, it's going to take some time. Like there's always that trade-off between time, cost, resources. Yeah, oftentimes um, within a company, I think it's it's a balance between your costs because you roll like materials, resources into that quality, the quality of your product and time. Now, time also correlates a lot to cost because labor, you're paying in terms of time. That is actually a cost, but we're talking about cost in respect to the customer. 
um, like your lead times for one thing, you know, if you're going back to the car example, you know, the, the lead time is going to be for the customer, how long it's going to take to get this fixed. Right. So yeah, you can get it done quick. You can get it done cheap or you can get it done well, you know, but you, you can't get all three. So at some point then you got to pick your poison and, and that becomes, that can become a business question too. Um, there are different thoughts on how you balance that within a product within your market. Um, it depends a lot upon what kind of um, good or service you provide and what kind of, of market you're in. What is the customer expecting? You know, um, engineering wise, things over the years have gotten more towards quality, especially over the latter half of the 20th century. Um, we think a lot about like Toyota, the Toyota production system, how they um, really stepped up the level of manufacturing engineering to get out quality products to the customer. So now people kind of take some of that for granted in, in some respects. So then, you know, you're left with time. Um, we are very much a convenience based sort of economy, you know? So a lot of people want things done quicker and cheaper too, depending on the economic conditions. So these are all more business things. Um, if you want to relate that to, to engineering though, of course you think of, um, the voice of the customer and you're thinking about, you know, say a house of quality or customer requirements for your product, because, you know, if you want to design something just for the sake of designing it, learning and enjoying yourself, that's, that's great, you know, but if you want to design a product that somebody really uses, you have to think about that end result first and foremost, right? What is the goal I'm trying to get out? How am I trying to balance, um, your time, your quality, your cost. How does that translate to other like physical parameters of the, of the design, the materials, the geometry, the function that you're serving, you know? So I always think it's important to have that holistic perspective. Um, and from there, once you've, once you've got that figured out, then you can dive deeper, you know, but otherwise, you know, you run the risk of getting caught and lost in the weeds and then you're stuck with an analysis paralysis and, you know, we're, we're back to where we started. Yep. And I like the way that you're describing it. Similar to the pillars of project management, that time, resources, finance side, and that customer satisfaction mm. all comes together for quality. And I see that being a quite, I would say, more behavior shift where you're focusing on that logical side. So in that big picture on acting in spite on how you feel, there's that emotional side and that behavioral side. So Tanner, when it comes to, I'd say after you had maybe a long day's work or um, coming towards the end of how much energy you have at a time, and it comes between a decision, do you feel like you lean more towards that emotional side or that behavioral side? So this, this is tough, right? Because we started 
talking about, you know, listening to our emotions, listening to what they can tell you. But just because you are acknowledging and listening to them doesn't mean that you act on them. doesn't mean that you behave solely based upon how you're feeling and how your emotions are, you know? Um, so the author of the book, he, he brings up um, sleep deprivation um, in this section. So, you know, those are important things to listen to, you know, your sleep, are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you performing basically those? Are you maintaining your health is a really good way of putting it because we can fast for a little while, right? We can go a little while without eating. We can skimp on sleep for a little while. We can get um, into a sleep debt and we can do all right. You know, especially as, as owners, as response who have responsibility within a, a process or a project. And when we have people who are relying upon us, whether it's our colleagues um, or our customers, sometimes delivering a great product is, is prioritizing their needs above your own. Right. And that, that can get you a lot but I would always caution and say that it can't get you far to, to be working solely based on that mindset, right? So sometimes we need to act in spite of, of how we feel and just behave in the ideal way. But at the same time, that can also catch up to you. And if you were relying upon that too much, you, there may come a day where, you know, opportunity is knocking and you are physically unable to, to answer that, you know, because you're not in good health. Right. So acknowledging, acknowledging, um, those emotions is important. You don't always have to ask, act based on them, but it's something that you need to keep, um, in the back of your mind, you know, you always have to consider it too. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. The emotional side plays a big part. When I think about say decision-making three factors I take into account is, is it ethical? How's that, how does it affect people emotionally? Then how does it affect people logically? Try and keep logic at the tail end of it because that emotional side can play a big part in it. That pathos side of it. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. sleep def- deprivation, for example, uh, emotions can be running high. Yeah. Um, one example I did want to bring up was last May 2022 when we were doing the wind turbine insulation. Mm. Long day, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, can you describe how at four points during the day, beginning the day, right before lunch, right after lunch, and towards the end? Kind of like how your morale was, how the team morale was, and maybe how easy decision-making was. Mm-hmm. So beginning of the day, before lunch, after lunch, and towards the end, that was what you were saying? Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember um, throughout that. So see, this, this stuff is tricky for me in, in some respects because... 
I will feel like I'm fine. So maybe like I just like subconsciously like quell a lot of those emotions or frustrations, you know, because, you know, when a project rolls out, you can plan all you want. Things don't go to plan, you know, so you've, you've got to be improvising, coming up with plan B, thinking on your feet, um, pivoting to get the job done and just rolling with it, rolling with the punches. Um, so yeah, tensions, tensions can run high, um, in all that, but it's important to acknowledge that. So then, you know, once again, you can dismiss it and you can think logically and you can let cooler heads prevail. It's, it's hard for me to sometimes to acknowledge that stuff though, because I guess without going on too terribly long of a tangent, like that's just a lot of habits that, that I learned from how I worked, you know, with, with a lot of my family members in particular, my father, you know? So, I mean, that, that's, that's how I started out working. I worked with, with him doing a lot of different things, um, lawn care, odd job, we'd sell firewood, like you name it, we, we did it. Right. So we would work all day long virtually, you know, um, if it was an all day thing, we would typically, stop for lunch you know but sometimes we would work we'd work through lunch um just because that is how that's how my father was it's still really how he is in a lot of ways and i just picked up on a lot of those things and those habits you know then i would work I started working for other guys you know so like i would do some similar work um with my principal back in high school so he had a rental property and i would like clear brush out of that right and i would just be going and going and going or whatever and he's like you know you can take breaks and stuff you can grab some water you can chill out for a little while but like that just never occurred to me you know it's not in my nature because it's just not what i what i learned not what i was around so there's still always that part of me too you know like in my day job with green roof team so like i i'll just go and go and i'll sometimes i run the risk of not asking myself not thinking do i need to rest or does the team need to rest is another important thing too so that that is something that I could work on for sure. Just being more aware of, you know, how does, how does morale go throughout the day? Looking back, if I had to guess, I bet we were getting hungry. So we took a break. We went to the student center, grabbed lunch. We were probably feeling a little better after that, but like we were also probably getting sluggish after taking the break and, and eating too. Um, and by the end, we were probably wanting to wrap up and get done. So we were pushing, pushing, hurrying. But I mean, you know, overall, what do I remember from the experience? I remember the excitement of it and and seeing like a project come to fruition that we had all worked very hard on. Um, and just feeling the pride in that ownership is is the things I take away from it, right? So we had we we ran the gamut of of feelings that day right but 
you know, acknowledge that, you know, so you can set those emotions aside and think logically. But another great way of thinking about it is to think, you know, how great is this going to be when I'm done? What am I going to remember of this? Am I going to remember being angry and impatient with people because like they weren't getting my ideas or like frustrated with myself because I'm not doing my own things right, right? Or am I going to remember looking back and working with my friends and making a project that was something greater than anything I could have done by myself, you know? So I like to hold on to those things. Um, I like to uh, imagine and hold, hold the vision through the challenges and through the tough times in any project, because striving for that goal is is the best part it's the process of pursuing the thing not even the thing itself but but those moments are where are where you're you find out what you're made of and you really form those those great bonds with people so wise words tanner (laughs) yeah so i try i guess pretty spot on all right yeah definitely i can agree more like pushing through especially at the end seeing something come to life no better Mm -hmm. feeling especially um knowing a quote actually i don't know if it's a quote but there's a saying that i live by you don't remember what people may say in the past but you'll remember how they made you feel yeah yeah that's really true so coming towards the end of today's episode, Tanner, do you have any suggestions or tips on how someone can think maybe more behavioral instead of going to emotional instincts, instincts or maybe feel more courageous during these times? Mm. Yeah. Um, I would highly encourage anyone who wants to become better at handling their emotions and acting in stressful situations to push themselves and to really test their limits. I think an excellent place to start with that is within um, your physical limits. And I, I would try physically tough tasks because that's going to make you mentally tough too. It's going to give you a little bit of, of mental grit. A great example of this that I think you and I can both relate to is is running and racing, like like foot races, you know. So for me, the big thing in high school was the half mile and the eight hundred, and those those were some of the moments where I was probably the most like in pain in my entire life, you know, like my lungs my legs are on fire. My body is just screaming at me to stop. Um, But you always find out that you, you are made of so much more than what your mind thinks you're capable of. Right. So I would challenge anyone to find some way to really push their limits do something that you don't know whether you can do or not, because that fear of not knowing that fear of failure is also 
a huge driver. And it's important to know that like facing failure and, and failing is okay. Like we, like we've talked about before. So I would definitely recommend physical things. I would recommend anything that can instill a discipline and a mental toughness in someone so that you can learn more about your body. You can learn more about your mind. You can put yourself in stressful situations where you're feeling a lot of mixed um, negative emotions and you learn to handle that so that you become a more resilient person to whatever life throws, throws you. Yeah. Can I agree more? Just practicing and practicing how to leave your comfort zone, using the strengths you do have to help propel yourself up, welcoming that failure. Mm-hmm. Can I agree more, Tanner? Thank you for coming on to the show today. It's my pleasure, as always. And for everyone listening, we encourage you to go listen to another episode. Rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcastings. Visit our website, follow us on social media. Come join the Green Room Team experience. And remember, folks, stay sustainable.